0: from the CRW
1: studio, this is the Two Drink Minimum with your hosts, Henny and Patron. Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome to the Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron, and with me as always is Kevin Hennigan. Tonight, the ACC. Contrary to popular belief, it is more than Clemson. Our full preview, intriguing teams, players of the year, dark horse players, dark horse teams, the game of the year, and bold predictions. Henny and Patron are back, and it is preview time. Next on the two-drink minimum. Kevin Patron, in honor of Trevor Lawrence, we have a sip of sunshine.
0: I see what you did there. That was pretty good. Sunshine. Well done. we
1: have a Lawson's finest sip of sunshine and look I, here's what we're gonna do ready the ACC you you and I are both ACC guys We're gonna go through a very similar format that we did with SEC but you know people say or maybe we say to each other that maybe we nerd out sometimes. So I actually came tonight underprepared for this episode well done and it, rather than nerd out i'm just gonna wing it so you may not get stats that you've come to grow to love or hate probably mostly say just spit it out dude get ready you know it, it, we, we just want to hear you be funny or we laugh it. at you yeah so um we're gonna go for jocularity i guess i guess yeah I like circularity. So we're gonna we're gonna spin this off. And we got Lawson's finest liquid sip of sunshine in, in honor of Trevor Lawrence. So we are good to go. First things first as we look at the ACC, and yes, it is more than Clemson this year. Uh, Notre Dame is going to play as an ACC Love participant, it. which is awesome. I hope it sticks. I hope it stays. It's a great thing for the ACC gives the ACC another marquee program. Mac Jones brings back his boy Sam Howell for another run at it. Uh, you know Florida State has brought in a new coach, Mike Norvell who replaces a lame duck coach, really. I mean, like, from the get-go, this dude was a lame duck coach at Florida State in Willie Taggart. So the ACC could get very interesting this year. I think it is a better league overall than it has been in years past, and Clemson is as good, if not better, than they've been in years past. So this league is getting better and better, and, you know, soon – even when the Big Ten does play, they may be the second-best league in in college football. Wow.
0: it's high praise coming from you. The ACC, the changing of the format this year is a great move also. You're going to get your best two teams in your conference championship game. So that is going to be something really fun to watch as we go through the year. The news the ACC has been making over the last few weeks is with their opt-outs. I would say that no league – has been hit harder than the ACC in terms of opt-outs. We were discussing before this that you you could say fairly safely that Miami, Pitt, Virginia Tech, and Wake Forest have lost their best returning player.
1: And mostly on defense, right? Is it is it Yeah, Surratt's the only on guy defense. that's on offense.
0: But right. with Rousseau, Twyman, Farley, the corner out of Virginia Tech, when you would see the kids that are opting out for the different reasons, uh, these are all first-round picks potentially, early – You know, that Thursday, Friday, first two, three rounds of the NFL draft, these kids will all go during that time, so it's understandable. But this conference has seen a shakeup in terms of the top-tier players there, which will add another layer of intrigue to this season.
1: Intrigue. Intrigue is an interesting word. Intriguing team as we're coming into this ACC. I don't think you're allowed to say Syracuse, considering we spent an hour on Syracuse last week. From popular demand. From popular demand, the masses wanted a a local Syracuse program, which we will be uh, mixing in some Syracuse programs throughout the season. It it, uh, had a positive enough response. We actually received – A tweet from the editor of the Loud House, I will get his name, my phone is not up right now, that he would like to join the program at some point this season to talk Syracuse football. I'd like to get into the Loud House this season. That'll be a lot of fun. So uh, the SU episodes will come back, but let's leave them off of this intriguing team list, which I think they actually are one, but give me somebody other than Syracuse who is intriguing for you, Kevin.
0: I had to go back and forth between a few teams, which says a lot for the ACC right now. You already mentioned it, that this conference is improving. I'm going to start with North Carolina. This is, for a team that went 7-6 and six last year, in my mind they were like 11-1 and one and just barely lost to Clemson. That's how intrigued I am by North Carolina. But what Mack Brown has been able to do in such a short time at North Carolina should intrigue people. You were the first guy I heard talking about Sam Howell last year. It was before the season was even starting. He was a player that you were following, and he did not disappoint. The skill positions they bring back, their top two running backs, top three receivers, some great defensive players. This is a team that is going to make some noise in the ACC. They have the pieces in place. They're bringing in good players I can't wait to watch North Carolina play because is are they a seven, really a seven and six team or are they going to make that jump to your upper tier of the ACC? What do you think?
1: I I mean I I look I, I I I that is a team that I will get to. They are a very intriguing team for me. I left them off of this part of the program because I will talk about them later on Ooh. later oh. on within the program. I, I was really torn between two teams that I wanted to talk about in this intriguing portion of of, of the episode. Are you moving off of North have,
0: Carolina already? I'll get to them. Oh, I'm, I'm to ready them. to talk about them right now.
1: Sam Howell's incredible. They return running backs. They return wide receivers. They return guys that linebacker. They they have a team that I would not be surprised if they landed on somebody's bold predictions portion of this part of the program, okay, I so can see we what's just happening. Just say that. Can we just say so that? you want to stick pause around for... for the thirty-five minute mark, the thirty-minute
0: mark? So they're intriguing to me, but they're going to show up a little later. We're going to dabble yeah, a little more with the They're more than more intriguing to me.
1: They're more than intriguing to okay. me. Okay, they might be bold predictionist
0: to me. Wow, so, I I think that when you're going to hype up the return of North Carolina later on in the show. I'm with you there. They have talent and the legend, exciting. the
1: legend of Sam Howell,
0: but it's not, it's not just Sam it, Howell.
1: It, it's, it, it, it's, it's absolutely not, but an intriguing team to me. I, you know, I had Florida state on my list. I was, I was going to talk about Florida state with Mike Norvell, uh, replacing Willie Taggart. I think he's a fantastic coach. I think that the kind of offense he runs, at Florida State with the, with the type of athletes that they are constantly rolling out at Florida State is a perfect and happy marriage. But I can't, I couldn't come off of the Scott Satterfield Louisville team. Hmm. What he did with them going 8-5 and five last year was, was really, Henny, nothing short of amazing. Uh, that team was stunk. They were horrible the year before and really not much changed. They still rolled out uh, Mikhail Cunningham at quarterback, who was much improved, still very inconsistent, but much improved dual threat guy. Javion Hawkins had one of the best seasons that any running back in the country had last year. He had over 1,500 rushing yards and nine touchdowns, and this is with people stacking the box against him. Could they play defense? No, but that's what makes him intriguing. Like, it's fun in and, and maybe the defense is a little bit better if the defense is even a little bit better. They're a Big 12 team. This it, sure. They're right. a Big 12 team. Fine. Great. Awesome. That yeah. intrigues me cuz they you. play in the ACC. They went 8 and 5 last year. This is a team that could cause somebody problems. Could cause some of your top tier teams problems. Um so I've got Louisville right up there. I think Scott Satterfield is a fantastic head coach. And I'm not going to be surprised if Mikhail Cunningham starts to make that, you know, that Bryce Perkins type transition where he just gets better and better and better as the years go. You see what he can do as a running, as, as, as a runner. He can hurt you. If he becomes any more consistent as a thrower, that's a very dangerous team. And Javion Hawkins, who I know you love, you were actually first on him mentioning the Sam Howell up again. thing, mentioning the Sam, giving me the Sam Howell credit. You were first one on JV and Hawkins last year when you started talking about him as a uh, freshman running back. So
0: Louisville is a team that we're going to enjoy watching. We, the ACC has teams that when you're sitting down, Louisville's a team I want to tune in and watch. And if you haven't had the opportunity to watch them last year, you mentioned a bunch of the dudes. I'm with you i like that team
1: so do you have they're they're an intriguing league to watch do you have an incoming player or a first year starter transfer who whoever like that and i know you're you're licking your chops i know who you're gonna say and, and i agree with you because i loved him when he was at a different program so your guy for an incoming player of the year that's going to make a Huge effect on this league
0: is well. I mean, incoming, I was first gonna take all of Notre Dame. I thought, like, just <laughs> Ian give me Book? can I go with Ian? Book? Can I have all of Notre Dame because that is all those players are gonna be great to have in the league? Can I get a touchdown? Jesus, the uh, it's gotta be Jared King, right? The, the kid at Houston was a, a freakishly dominant. Talent at quarterback. The numbers he was putting up. Since before or after he decided not to play. All right, so you go back to last year. He (laughs) said Coach Holgerson told him, yeah, sit out after four games, which as an aside, I think that's why they gave the year of eligibility issue. We can talk about it later. I think that's why they let everybody have a free year because I think dudes were going to punt on the season after a few games. They didn't do that. But anyways, back to D.R. King. (laughs) His last year that he was actually playing back in 2018, his numbers were – it was. Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray, De'Ara King, and Tua. Th- those were the, the top quarterbacks in college football. And De'Ara King got hurt. Okay. He got hurt.
1: He was actually right there in that Heisman conversation and then got hurt.
0: So you bring in a, ta- a, a place that has struggled to find a quarterback. Right, The Tate Martell experiment blew up. Now he's like the sixth receiving option. <laughs> People were trying to pretend that Tate Martell and his headband would be the kid who was going to be the quarterback last year for Miami. That did not work out. They had not been able to find a quarterback, and now you have him. When you talk about offensive player of the year, best player in the conference, King is going to be in that conversation this year for Miami. You know they have talent. It's Miami. Miami. They're gonna have some very good players. Cameron Harris is gonna replace DJ Dallas in running back, and they're not gonna miss anything. They might have the best tight end in the league in Brevin Jordan. So there are some great players from receiver. Guys are gonna to have to prove themselves there. But Rhett Lashley comes in, new offensive coordinator, transfer quarterback. Hello Georgia, yeah, right. You want to hype up Georgia when you talk about the SEC? Miami went with a similar approach. Let's go find a running throwing dynamic option yeah. bring in an offensive mind here to transition to this new type of this new style and here we go who's a steal who's a steal like if
1: you're a De'Ara King how did Miami end up getting De'Ara King you, you know like
0: you don't want to ask those questions like
1: Georgia Georgia grabs Jamie Newman instead of De'Ara King like I- Maybe Derek King wanted to go to Miami. I, I I get that, but that's a steal for them because Georgia is a national title contender, and Miami is an ACC coastal
0: contender. So you could give Miami right. the turnover chain for intercepting the, Deer King. The turnover chain.
1: So, well, I guess just a brief aside. Would you would you rather be Tate Martell's headband or Tommy DeVito's tan? Like, wh- which one is has a greater authority Authority in the ACC, right? probably Devito's, DeVitos tan. Devito's tan. Yeah, Devito's tan. You have to work okay. harder for that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Martel's headband has not really done much work in in his entire career. It's like
0: a band name, Tommy Devito's <laughs> tan. All right. I don't play an instrument, but if we did, incoming
1: Apparently, we don't podcast either. So, um, <laughs> it, incoming player for me. I you know like I do. I am gonna do a little bit of a off offbeat guy. And I'm going to go with David Bailey, running back from Boston College. He's going to replace A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon is one of the greatest running backs in Boston College history. Okay. He was. He had three consecutive seasons of over 1,000 yards and touch, 10 touchdowns. The production for him was off the charts. So now in comes Bailey. But Bailey was – he played last year. You know, like he he's playing while while AJ Dillon is putting up over a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. Bailey is chipping in, and I'm throwing up air quotes, and I know that we're on the radio, or, and you can't really actually see my air quotes. I but see. But he's him. chipping in eight hundred and fifty yards and seven touchdowns.
0: Right.
1: Like this dude's he's ready to go. Six foot two thirty six. They love to run it. I I don't think Boston College is going to be a great team. I don't think Boston College is going to be an awesome team, but they bring in a new quarterback from Notre Dame, transfer quarterback from Notre Dame. He's got to be more competent than nobody that they had last year. Anthony Brown got hurt last year. And then they just had They had like a linebacker throw into people back there.
0: Right. So Joel on Dunbar.
1: They're going to have <laughs> – who trucksticked you and – High school. Was that the guy that Chuck Sticked you in high it's school? This was the
0: second time in the, this week in episodes you want to bring up like some of my athletic we, failures. We
1: need to just have another look, – look, Henny was an all-American lacrosse player in college, a very good athlete, but he has some of the most hilarious stories as to his athletic failures over accomplishments. Some
0: shortcomings. So
1: we, we have to have a show at some point where you where you let those in. Yeah, so, that will be fun. So, look, I mean, I I think that Bailey is going to be one of the nation's top runners at the end of the day. And people are going to go, David Bailey, who the heck is that? And and somebody else is going to go, it's the dude that Patron mentioned as the uh, incoming player. I'll be saying,
0: I think that's a a good call. He's going to be a name because Boston College will most likely struggle this year. Bailey is a name when you start talking about the NFL draft people love that. they pay. Some people pay more attention to the NFL draft than they do college football if they're NFL fans. Bailey will be a dude around that time that you're hearing his name pop up, like guys like Zach Moss. That we fo- As college football fans, we followed that guy. But if you weren't, that was a new name to you, and all of a sudden he's a third, fourth-round pick for your team. And I think Bailey's going to be that kind of guy. We saw him in the Dome last year go for 170 and a couple touchdowns, I think, in one of the most embarrassing defensive performances I've seen Hundred percent in the Loud House up there. So I, I like what they're doing. You bring in a quarterback oh, who can there? play.
1: Were you there? I wasn't there.
0: Were you there? Uh, I think Did I maybe go? I wasn't there. Did you go? I was at a. Did you few bring of them. the kids. Um, I had I'm to sorry. cover their eyes I'm during sorry. that game. The but you you bring up the quarterback is going to be there a few years. At a new Syracuse's coach. defensive coordinator's funeral. <laughs> wow, he's got a family, Dan. Um, I assume. All right. I, I'm with you. They have a great offensive line. Uh, you were shocked last week when I threw out at you that they have a good offensive line. I actually could name a few of the Boston College offensive linemen, but they do. I th- I think he is going to put up impressive numbers. The wins won't come this year for Jeff Halfley in uh, the uh, the Eagles, but I think Bailey is a monster. Monster
1: offensive player of the year
0: in the. Do I take this? You
1: you go ahead. You go ahead. I'll let you go first.
0: You mentioned him, and I was a little disappointed that you already mentioned him, but that's okay because you gave me credit. Uh, Javion Hawkins, PlayStation, a.k.a. PlayStation for the Louisville Cardinals. Dan already brought up a a bunch of his stats uh, from last year, but Hawkins was setting records at Louisville. He is an explosive talent. This kid is going to put up incredible numbers. He is running the ball, catching call the him, ball. They
1: call him PlayStation. I mean, he's got a B button. He's got a Y button. He's got an X button. Like he's he's got it all. Right? When, right.
0: when you see what he did against the best defenses, if you listen to our SEC episode, I kind of jumped on the Jamie Newman. I I got off of the Jamie Newman hype train when I brought up his inability to got perform. Off of the- <laughs> I, I jumped
1: through a two by four on
0: the track yeah. of the Jamie. That's Neman right, that yeah, joke. Wiley Coyote style. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, just when I looked at the Clemson game, the only SEC defense he faced last year was Clemson. So I was like, "What about Hawkins? What did that guy do last year against the best defenses he's going to face?" So well, I looked. People at, are stacking the box because Cunningham can't throw
1: a forward pass. Yeah,
0: you're wondering what what they're going to be able to do throwing the ball. They do have 2-2, and that is another reason why I think Hawkins is, Cunningham and 2-2 Atwell are, are improving, so that opens up some options. But against Notre Dame, 19 carries, 122 yards. Against Clemson, yes. Clemson had a 27-game streak of not allowing a 100-yard rusher. So what does Hawkins do? 26 carries, 129 yards, and a touchdown. Like That's what this guy did last year against the best defenses that he was facing so that says a lot when and you you brought up a great point they're focusing on the run and he was able to have still able to solid get. days when that's the one guy that you wanted to take away so offensive player of the year is coming from louisville and it's javion hawkins
1: offensive player of the year for me it's boring it's chalk i apologize i've got travis etienne running back from clemson i was shocked when he came back yeah absolutely shocked when he came back could you imagine being travis etienne if they didn't play
0: i imagine that i'm travis Etienne quite often <laughs>
1: if, they, if, they, if they, that's just a bit strange but um you're a middle-aged man
0: kevin <laughs> yeah but you should see me outside i've got an eight-year-old a seven-year-old and a five-year-old He's trucking them oh His man stiff
1: arms yep uh, look this dude came back it it they're going to play. Thankfully, they're going to play. He would have been first, second-round draft pick, maybe gone somewhere around the Dobbins range in the second round. Yeah. 1,600 yards and 19 touchdowns last year, and they didn't even get him the ball enough. They, they were saving they, him. They, I, 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 they were saving him, whatever they were doing. Throw the man the ball. He can clearly catch, and they never throw it to him. It's it, if, if, if he was ever used to his – utmost potential this dude would easily go over two thousand yards and 20 touchdowns in the season and and i think that that's what we're going to see this year a little bit more because of the lack of receivers at clemson i think he will get a little bit more touches a little bit more catches and he goes off he's the offensive player of the year in the
0: acc do you know what he tweeted out when he announced he was coming back all in that their hashtag, their hashtag all, in the is all in but before that yeah, Travis, who runs the Twitter? On Travis this? Etn's Twitter account is Matthew sixteen twenty six. What will it profit a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? Hashtag all in. Wow. Now we got Patron's guy right here. So Travis wow. Etn tweets that out to announce he is coming back. That fires you up Patron I know for I've, sure
1: I'm not I would not be surprised if Travis Etienne is a fellowship of Christian athletes guy which I am a very big part of
0: so I when I saw that I thought of you obviously and I think anyone who knows you would you know make that connection so love Travis it. Etienne that, that love it Travis. this guy well, I'm love it a, Travis college football is my favorite sport to follow and it's cool to watch them play in the NFL, but when you see a player like that return to this sport, I when I thought it was going to be canceled, he was one of the first dudes that popped into my head. Because so I was like, this, this is brutal for a guy like him. Yeah, that you felt bad for. I, uh, Sean Wade is one yep. that
1: I feel really bad for. Another good kid wanted to come back, did not want his last game to be the one that he got ejected. For anybody listening that doesn't know who I'm talking about, it's Sean Wade, who is a defensive back for Ohio State. His last game, he was ejected for a questionable targeting call on Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, a black letter of the law, maybe it's a targeting, you know, whatever. Who cares? We're not going to argue that call at this point. But it stunk for him because he came back to finish what he started, and now their season is canceled. And I'm not going to get into anything political right or wrong. I just feel bad for the kid. It, it stinks for the kid. It's about the kids. Defensive player of the year is a little bit tricky in, in the ACC this mm. year, Kevin. Because like you said, there's guys sitting out. So, I mean, when you would, when you would look at this defensive player of the year in the ACC, Gregory Rousseau would be right up there. Defensive end for Miami, he opted out. Xavier Thomas, defensive lineman for Clemson, is out medically, is out. So there's some guys down. However, I still have a guy who's going to eat up space in in that defensive line nom, 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 for nom, the nom, Florida nom. State. I've got Marvin Wilson. Oh, I he, love this pick. He's another guy. He's another guy. Could have gone pro last year. Would have been... Probably a top twenty pick. I mean he Oh he, yeah. He was right in that mix. And now Florida State switches to a traditional four man front, which is only going to increase his production. That's a he's good gonna point. have a he's gonna have a huge year. Love this guy. He's my defensive player of the year. And if it's not him, if it's not him though, Kevin, it is going to be a defensive lineman from the all acc name team. You can go and check it on Twitter or Facebook. The All ACC
0: okay. name team, okay.
1: which includes Justice Dingle from Georgia Tech,
0: I actually made Yaya
1: that. Diaby okay. from Louisville, Bam Brema from Pitt, or Carlos Basham Jr. I mean,
0: you got a Basham's a stud. Basham. Basham's a stud. Out of that group, like it's not even close. Is Junior still? Yeah. Both Basham, senior and junior. I don't know scouts. about senior. We okay. can ask him. We can bring him Carlos on. But Carlos Basham
1: Jr. out of Wake Forest. One of those guys
0: from the all-name well, team might win it, too. I mean, it, out of – I mean, Dingle aside. <laughs> dingle. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Basham is a legit Sunday type of player that you're going to see. So, I, if you're going to pick a guy out of that group um, and let the Dingle kind of, you know – Hang? <laughs> let the Dingle hang where it does – Ah, uh, you're gonna go bash him.
1: Give it justice. Yeah. So wait, is is Carlos Basham your
0: no nope. ace? <laughs> He's not. No, nope. because you picked five guys, I guess, um, to be your defensive. Player I picked of the Marvin
1: year. Wilson and gave gave some love to your all ACC.
0: All uh, name, team. name team. I love the name. So check that out. It's on the uh, Henny and Patron Twitter it's account, your, I think. And you're a laxer. That's, that's a huge right. thing in lax. That's right? true. It is. They love yep. the names. The lax, lax bros the get lax, their bro. flow going and like Bruh. the names. Bruh. uh For me, defensive player of the year is coming from Virginia Tech. Rashard Ashby, their linebacker, led the ACC in tackles last year. Unquestionably, the leader of that defense. So Bud Foster is gone. But it's pretty cool when you look at the guy they brought in, Justin Hamilton's now their defensive coordinator. That kid played safety at Virginia Tech. He's a Virginia native. Now he's back, and he is going to be the guy to replace Bud Foster. So that's tough to be the guy after the guy. It's, it's a tough position to be in, but he understands what it means to be in Blacksburg, to be in Virginia Tech. So to have the leader of the defense be a young, up-and-coming coach who has been through the program is a beautiful move by Justin Fuente. It's just brilliant that that's who you're going to bring in to lead these guys and then to have your linebacker like Ashby return. Virginia Tech, I'm high on Virginia Tech. They're going to pop up again a few other times in this preview, and Ooh. I think Richard Ashby is going to be – he's going to lead f- the ACC in tackles again. He's going to be your defensive player of the year. I don't even think I have Virginia Tech
1: on my notes again. That's the problem. Wow. <laughs> That's the problem. That's we're we're okay with that. Where, where the problem is, uh, it, how weird is it that Bud Foster's gone? That's just bizarre that he's not going to be Virginia Tech's defensive coordinator. As I look at college football and the amount of time that I've been a college football town fan, he has to be the utmost standard during that time period. I mean, him and Brent Musburger for as long as I can remember, and Brent Musburger is. Not really there anymore. It's like a gambling show or something. I, it doesn't even like part of I, I, I a gambling what, network. I, I don't know what Brent Musburger does, but I don't. he's not on TV anymore. I mean, wait, well, you got Lee Corso, but even at Lee Corso, NFL game day They're is not – They're not going to
0: have fans this year, man. That's going to think NFL stink.
1: game day is not that old. I mean, Bud Foster was at Virginia Tech since I was in college, and that was a long dang time ago. Yeah, like- so – that is. He was
0: the like named DC in like the late yeah, '90s. I that's think that's right? just
1: gonna be interesting that you know no Bud Foster over there, at Virginia Tech. See what Fuentes does with that.
0: It's a weird. It was it was weird that they like you become a new coach and you keep a guy on like that. That's a, a tough dynamic. That's a, a, a hundred percent dynamic. Though, I mean, that's
1: that's one of the things. Like a baseball, you got like Mike Maddox as your as your pitching coach. You go, ah, I'm gonna keep this dude. You know, right. I mean, just how do you how do you ditch Bud Foster? you keep him Brian Fuentes comes in as a offensive guy, you definitely keep Bud Foster.
0: But it's that it's not an easy situation to deal with. So it that I love the pick of the uh, of their defensive coordinator and I think when you have a linebacker returning like Ashby, wonderful things are going to happen for that kid. That's your defensive player of the year.
1: So let's go ACC player of the year you want you want to go first you well, want to go if, first? where's if, the bell we should have if we bell. both
0: don't have the same thing here like i i, I what I, my question to you is what has happened if it's not trevor lawrence okay because we can so, sit here and talk about trevor lawrence but what has happened to clemson or to him is it just the only thing that happens is an injury and it's not trevor lawrence Yeah.
1: so it, it it's it's this is great because I mean, people probably think we're lying at this point. People probably just think that we go over each other's notes before we sit here and talk. We actually just talk. That's how we do this. And push up. We do push ups. <laughs> I don't do push ups. <laughs> I I mean, I do some eight ounce curls and I go at it from that from that side of things. <laughs> but I mean, we don't talk about things. We just we watch football games together. Uh, We talk about football together, and then some of this type of conversations come up. What does this look like without Trevor Lawrence? That's exactly what I was thinking as we looked here. And I said, you know, look, I don't think he gets asked to do enough. I think his team is almost too good to the point where he's, yes, one of the best college football quarterbacks I've ever seen. He's one of the best college football quarterbacks I've ever seen. Whatever NFL program gets him next year is going to be getting a stud quarterback. But the stats may not be there to match the talent just because their team is so good. He can turn around and hand it off to Travis Etienne. Mm -hmm. So who does that leave as a potential ACC player of the year? That leaves Sam Howell. Quarterback in North Carolina as your potential ACC Player of the Year. When you okay. looked at him last year, you looked at at Kedon Slovis, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, all of these freshmen that were coming in here and lighting it up. I love but, when you
0: talk about freshman quarterbacks.
1: They were great last I year. I do. It's they so were fun. Awesome last year. They were. It, it was, was incredible. As, it
0: was as good as they've
1: ever been right. last year. It was. It was fantastic. Kedon Slovis and Jaden Daniels aren't going to play this year, which stinks. That we don't get to watch them, but Sammy Howell is going to play. He's the ACC Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2019. Kevin, he helped them rise from basically just an afterthought rise of a program, up. rise up to a competitive team, and they finished seven and six. But they never lost by more than seven points. This team never lost by more than seven points. He was committed. Right? They had they had two straight nine loss seasons, eighteen losses. You are a math guy. I did that guy. in my head. You are a math guy. Carry the four. They, <laughs> is there a niner in there? Oh, there was a niner in there. Yeah. yeah. Two of them. Um, they have two straight nine loss seasons. They bring in Sam Howell and Mac Brown, and all of a sudden they go seven and six, and they could have easily been 10 and three. I mean, they, they – and, and what Howell did was as impressive as what any freshman quarterback has ever done. Over 3,500 yards sets an FBS record for true freshmen, 38 passing touchdowns and only seven interceptions. That's a good year. This kid had a great year. And I think he's just scratching the surface. A lot of talent returns around him. He's going to be asked to do more than Trevor Lawrence. And when you look at those stat sheets at the end of the year, voters might go Sam yeah,
0: I. They won't just because it'll be like a legacy thing, which you'll run into, but you uh Howell was going to Florida State Willie Taggart brought in no quarterbacks during mm. his time there mm. because the quarterback he was bringing in was Sam Howell right the and so Sam Howell's going to Florida State what but was then
1: it Jimbo Fisher brought in Sam Howell or no no, no, no. Taggart
0: him. okay after Taggart's first year he's bringing in Sam Howell Sam Howell didn't want to go to I think it was maybe like Mrs.
1: – time out if we if we do this yeah. Can we forever call Sam Howell the Voodoo Ranger?
0: Okay, I since, like that. Since, hey, yeah. since it was it, meant it, to it, be,
1: it was already sunshine before for Trevor Lawrence. So now that we're cracking a Voodoo Ranger IPA,
0: he's the Voodoo Ranger. Is he the Voodoo and Ranger. And John Rice Plumley is the truth. <laughs> so we've some nicknames this week.
1: John Rice Plumley is the truth. So who sings Ed Sheeran songs? Who <laughs> listen to the SEC episode because. You get to hear John Rice Pumley sing Ed Sheeran on that episode.
0: So Howell is going to uh, Florida State, but then I think like the uh, offensive coordinator Longo leaves Ole Miss, goes to North Carolina on Mac Brown staff, and they convince Sam Howell to stay home, go to North Carolina. So Willie Taggart last year what could have coo- had like you just what, what a, could have been. What a coup! Uh, it, you kidding me? And it, Sam Howell's dad, his name is Duke, and his uncle's name is Babe. So we have a bunch of reasons why Sam Howell is gonna
1: Duke Howell, Babe Howell. His
0: his dad is Duke, his uncle is Babe. So Duke and Babe. Babe's Howell. a dude. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. I mean, he's in good company there. Okay. Um. But that's that's a kid you gotta love. I I, I like that pick. He's there. also
1: stranded on Gilligan's Island potentially. That was Sam Howell, right? I don't know. <laughs>
0: I, I like how you bring in the very relevant references like Gilligan's Island. <laughs> like I have no clue. That's pretty good. Isn't there as a professor? It, right. It, I I
1: thought there's a Sam Howell on Somebody tell us what Howell was on Gilligan's Somebody Island. Somebody asked there's a, there a house. It's like the, the grandparents. Come on, man. It's not
0: that old. Your hey, grandparents are like sixty. Am I that much older than you? Yeah, you've got me by a few <laughs> gray hairs in that beard. Do you have a Rising star, rise up within the within the ACC.
1: You know, I'm gonna guy, stay with the Hokies. A guy who, you know, maybe played last year, maybe didn't, but you're expecting just popping this year.
0: Hendon Hooker, out. Hendon Hooker, the quarterback from Virginia Tech. Oh, good one. You're, I forgot about him. You're gonna man. see a theme here over the next little oh, bit. Oh, I forgot about. We already man. went with That's Ashby as your middle linebacker, defensive player of the year. And now somebody's going to rise up is going to be the Virginia Tech quarterback, Hendon Hooker. Team struggling a little bit. They make the move to Hooker in his eight starts. He goes 6 and 2, 13 touchdowns, two interceptions that were both in that final conference game against Virginia where they lost. It might have been an overtime. It was right near the end where they lost that game to go to the ACC championship. This kid, he he brings back an all-ACC tackle, and all-ACC guard that are going to just protect his left side there. A couple of nice receiving options with Trey Turner and Tavion Robinson. So he has confidence in his offensive line, talent at the receiving position. They did lose the running back, but then they bring in a transfer in Khalil Herbert, who was a solid player at Kansas and then just saw his kind of reps decreasing a little bit at Kansas. So he's a division one player. He's a big dude. If your reps decreased at Kansas. Yeah, though, but they have, they, what's his name? Um, oh, they got Poo Williams. Yeah. They got Pook. Oh, what is it? Pook? Puka Williams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's so he true. saw a th- new coach. His reps go down a little bit each year. He went for over 1700 yards in 14 touchdowns in his career at Kansas. Um, so he is a legit D one running back. So he has some nice players around him and you got to like, what you saw from him last year. So Hendon Hooker, Virginia Tech, I have high hopes for these guys coming into this year. And that's a kid that I think is going to get some attention this year in the conference.
1: And I think the thing about Hooker, and and again, in line with my, you know, I didn't come armed with stats or, you know, fully – fully prepared with the numbers like like weeks past with this but i think the thing with hooker i don't need stats when i'm when you're talking about hooker you just have to watch that kid play because whatever people label as the it factor that kid has it that kid has that under duress and doesn't look stressed that kid has that down four in the fourth quarter with 2 minutes left in the ball and doesn't look stressed he, he, he What I saw from him was it uh, at Virginia Tech versus Virginia at the end of the year last year that it came right had to down Salve to lanes it. the Salve together. Right, it came right down to it, and, and that game was phenomenal, and he never looked phased. I actually don't even remember who won that game. I just remember Hooker not looking like a guy who was faced. I think Virginia
0: yeah, it was to go pulled to the championship it off game. at the yeah.
1: end. I think Virginia pulled it off at the end. But I came away impressed with Hooker because Bryce Perkins was a senior, a guy that you and I were very impressed He's an with last year. Bryce He's an all-timer, Bryce Perkins. fantastic. But Hooker hung right in there with him, punch for punch, blow for blow. That game was phenomenal. And every time I saw hooker play last year who was forced into action last year, by the way, who guys got hurt and they said, okay, now you're our guy. And they went, Oh, Holy crap. Yeah. He's actually our right. guy guy. Like yep. this is our guy. So um, yeah, he's got that. It he's got that. It my guy for a rising star. I I've avoided, you know, the chalk Clemson as much as I can but Joe Nagata is a guy Ooh. that I watched play last year for Clemson who is just a man, just a man, like tight end, size, wide receiver, speed. I, you know, I get it, 17 passes, 240 yards, three touchdowns last year. That's not an impressive stat line. But when you watched him in the college football playoff, you know, they had Justin Ross go down. They had T. Higgins go down in that first game, and he was the guy that was targeted. And he has a huge catch radius. He has a big body. He has enough speed to compete. And, and who else do they have right now? I mean, Justin Ross is, is done for the season. T. Higgins is gone off to the NFL. That leaves Amari Roger and who? Fellow freshman Frank Ladson. Is it Ladson?
0: So these guys are sophomores,
1: fellow sophomore, Frank Ladson and Nagata. And if you and if I'm saying who's the better of the two, I think it's Nagata. He's he's a man out there. I think that he's going to have a huge season with a, a tremendous quarterback like Trevor Lawrence having very few other options. So Trevor Lawrence is out there throwing it around somebody's got to have a huge season, and I think Nagata's
0: going to be the one that does. He might be your Jamar Chase. Make that kind of jump this year. with the. the who else would you want throwing you the ball in college football right now? Absolutely. I, I like 100%. that. I like that guy. They have to find somebody to throw the ball to. They're not going to run it the whole time. And if you're going to – maybe you mentioned where he was recruiting-wise, but if you're going to Clemson as a receiver, I assume he was – Four or five star. Yeah, I mean, I could have gone so. I didn't wanted, look back at where but he was, but I'm yeah, sure. I mean,
1: you went to Clemson, you followed in the line of Sammy Watkins and DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, it, Clemson has become wide receiver. You, I mean, some of these guys coming out of Clemson and into the NFL have found pretty wild success. So yep. you know, I it's it's. Clemson is putting guys in the NFL, and I, I have to assume that Joe Nagata was as highly recruited as them. When we take a look at this league, Penny, we've, we've talked about how it's it's a better league. It, it, it yeah. is. I mean, Louisville's a good team. Florida State's going to be better. Notre Dame is added in. UNC has Mack Brown.
0: Miami's got a King. bunch of
1: talent. Miami's got a, a, a transfer quarterback with a uber-athletic defense, and the turnover chain to boot. You know, might not be seventh-floor crew material, but they are oh my still they are it's still. It's a slippery slope, patrol. They are still so there. Bad. They are still there. So when you look at this league, there are more game-of-the-year candidates than just November 7th. I have November 7th as my game of the
0: year. Is that Clemson-Notre Dame? and
1: That's Clemson-Notre Dame, and everybody has that, and they're like top five of college football games of this year. So I'm going to go chalk just because you've probably got some sort of outlier for me that's going to be awesome. So I'm going to go chalk and say November 7th, Notre Dame versus Clemson. Ian Book – versus trevor lawrence i think ian book is a very underappreciated guy his college career when everybody looks back on it people are gonna go whoa it was that good like his college career was actually that good uh both of them have really good defenses probably both of them have two of the top three acc defenses maybe the top two acc defenses is this a preview of the ACC championship game? We'll get is to it? that a little is bit it? later in this episode. But it, it, to me, this is the ACC game of the year. And I and I think that the Notre Dame inclusion in the ACC adds some extra intrigue to that.
0: Notre Dame, is. we haven't talked really much about Notre Dame as we get into the ACC. And I oh, they don't get to be
1: part of the preview.
0: They can play. They can play, but let's not not let them in too fast. Just dipping their toe in the water here. they're just
1: dipping their toe in the water.
0: I meant to bring this up to you at the beginning. A little trivia question for you here, because I want people at home to be able to play along. But the last three years, the final AP poll, last three years. Syracuse. There's only been one, two, three, four, five teams in the top 12. The same five teams that have appeared in the top 12. For all those polls in the last three years. Five, five teams. Five of them. Alabama. Right. One, yep. Oklahoma. Two. Clemson. Clemson. Georgia. 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 Notre Dame. Notre Dame. So Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. Was that six? Five, six. Um, so those five plus Notre Dame. I, I just want to bring it up because you said like Notre Dame and Ian Book. Uh, you'd na- if we had the bell, I'd ring it right now for you. But this you. is
1: where it comes in. They like, get... This is where it comes in, like I said before. Like, if you're talking about the ACC, like, it, uh, give me those teams again. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Notre Dame. Okay, Top so, 12 so, finishers so the, the last A- few years. So
1: the ACC would have two and the SEC would have two. Right. Like, cool. Like, now the ACC is starting to roll into that premier league where you have two premier teams and this is really the importance of Notre Dame adding in this year and hopefully just staying here
0: i hope so uh for, so the game of the year like the obvious choice that someone would make is that Clemson Notre Dame game cuz be- it would be fun to be <laughs> at that game just saying uh if you know anybody i'd love to be at that Clemson at Notre Dame game but i partially because i like the date of 101020 10, I think that's just that's a, that's a cool-looking date. But on 10/10/20 10, 10, Virginia Tech again travels to North Carolina. She,
1: uh, oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. So when I look at games that I think are games of the year, yeah, we know Clemson's going to be in Charlotte um, later on in December, but what are those games that are going to determine who else might be there? This is early on in October, Virginia Tech versus North Carolina. So I looked at teams like Louisville, North Carolina, Virginia Tech that are in that mix. And if a few bounces of the ball go their way, who knows what can happen. But Virginia Tech at North Carolina is one of those games at the end of the year we're gonna look back on and the winner of that game is gonna be on to really, really big things. Like Virginia Tech, after they play North Carolina, plays Boston College and Wake Forest. Yeah. Like you can get something going there yep. if yep. you win that game. Yep. And who knows? So I'm gonna give you
1: my that's a that's a great segue into this bold predictions arena, because the next thing on our list to talk about would be bold predictions. Bold. We already said Syracuse goes five, five and five last year, so that's off the table. Last week we said Syracuse goes five and five. That was bold. Apparently, everybody else thinks they're going to go three and seven or four and six. That's
0: wrong. Five and five. That's the floor for the Did orange. We both
1: have five and five. I, I listened back
0: to it today. I think we were both 5-5. Five and five. I didn't yeah, have that, No.
1: Okay, so 5-5. Five and five. It, You know, there's also the bold prediction could be made that half of the ACC teams will allow fans in the stadium.
0: Well, they're already saying that it. That would be
1: interesting. That would be interesting. It'd be the
0: over-under. What's the over-under? Well, you've, they've already said it. Is it already well, over-half? No, no, I know. Pittsburgh has. Miami has. The SEC has been more. SEC has said more, and so is the yeah. Big Twelve. I'd have to go and I haven't been paying attention to that. What about
1: the Big Ten? How many are
0: they? Uh, no, the fans yeah. can go. Teams can't. <laughs> so they, you can go and watch other games on the big screen. However,
1: the segue that I had, the segue that I had from from this big game of the year, to, from what you just said, with some of these games are going to decide who plays Clemson.
0: Yep. Right. Yeah, I said that. I
1: have my bold prediction. UNC goes to the ACC championship game over Notre Dame. Notre Dame has to play Clemson. North Carolina does not. North Carolina then plays Notre Dame on November 27th for what could be a play in game to the ACC championship game. Hey, say it again. Notre Dame plays Clemson. Okay. Right? Yep. So let's assume they lose to Clemson. Assume away. UNC does not play Clemson. So they lose one game. They slip up one game along the way. Then they're going to play Notre Dame on November 27th mm-hmm. for what could be the play-in game wow. to the ACC championship game. How excited are you for that game?
0: That, that could have been your game of the year.
1: That, that, it, it, look. Look. Notre Dame Clemson I think will deliver because I think Notre Dame is that good. but I my bold prediction is that North Carolina pulls off that you that game on November 27th against Notre Dame. they ate way too much turkey, they had the biscuits. We talk about eating the rolls at Thanksgiving. you got to pass Ian those Ian Book up. got the buns. Ian Book got buns, man. Like, just pass <laughs> hey, the buns. Not in the bubble, he Don't won't. Don't eat those. Don't eat those. There's too much other good stuff. It's empty carbs. Right. Ian Book gets the buns and then loses to North Carolina. North Carolina goes to the SEC championship versus Clemson. Wow. Oh, and
0: we won't get to who you think's going to win quite yet. My bold prediction does involve our Syracuse Orange here. All right, we have not talked about the Syracuse Orange very much at all last week. Tommy got into it. tan. It's fades. not going to involve the, even the Syracuse offense. Okay. Okay. So they came out with the All-American team, preseason All-American team. I don't know if you saw who the preseason first team All-American safety was. Andre Cisco. Andre Cisco.
1: I did very little research on that.
0: Andre Cisco is going to lead the country in interceptions this year with 10 interceptions. 10 games, Wow. 10 interceptions. Last year, the leader in interceptions in the country had nine. Wow. What Andre Sisco has going for him is other teams get to run up and down the field all day on the Orange <laughs> Right, they get to just. What he has? They play to. tons of defense. Doesn't sound like he has much going for him in that department. Oh no, no, it's good for him to break this record, to set this record here. Um, so Andre Cisco, my bold prediction, it's going to be fun because I'm going to keep track. You know, how they put up like the K's for strikeouts. Oh, you're going to put up the eyes. So what I'm going to do, I haven't decided exactly what it's going to be. In the peak of your house. So like what I'm front, going to do out front in front on Cleveland Road is we're going to keep track all year. Is Andre Cisco like Sam Howell? Week one, one, two, three picks. Not like you know, like he's just gonna start going, right? My my ACC player. That's what I'm year. saying. So you better be careful. And Andres it'll be fun all year as we track Andre Cisco in this March for ten games, ten interceptions for Andre Cisco. Preseason first team All American will be postseason first team All American safety. Andre Cisco, Syracuse Orange. See,
1: so this is where we need like some sort of like button. Where like you push it and like
0: that's bold or like some some sort of like weird like sound effect.
1: Do we have it? We need. You just did it. Nailed it. That's bold. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, Look, uh, that's it's not it's not out of the question. Ten
0: interceptions would be crazy. It's not out of the question. It's It's gonna be fun to watch.
1: Yeah, Sean Taylor. How many Sean Taylor have it at Miami? I don't know. That's I, a good question. If you knew that off the top of your head, I would have taken off my headset and just left and just said, you, you just do this Well, what happened when you said that was I thought forever.
0: about <laughs> Saturday night of Labor Day weekend, <laughs> Petrona and I have already decided we're going to sit down and watch the Fiesta Bowl between Ohio State and Miami. So when you brought up you know, Sean Taylor, I went there. This is amazing, too.
1: I, I, I mean, you could, you could give a shout-out to your guy at the Fiesta Bowl. We'll, we'll get you, there. We got another week before we get there. You emailed your boy at the Fiesta Bowl and asked him for the game, and he sends you the game. Like so, This dude is. He's the president of. The Fiesta Bowl. The Fiesta Bowl. But also, like, a company. Like, yeah, it's so a, that guy's got. That's not all going. he does.
0: It's not like he's a teacher. He's like a multi billionaire. I'm a teacher. So I'm a teacher. And I he's like,
1: that. hey. We had we uh, yeah we got you the
0: game so, <laughs> well we'll get to that but that's gonna be one of those games that we sit down and watch. So when you said Sean Taylor, that's where my mind went. Fiesta what are we bowl. looking at now? Now
1: we are looking at the SEC championship. I already said Ooh, I've got ACC Clemson, championship. ACC championship. I already said I've got Clemson and North Carolina mm. in the ACC championship. Which that's pretty bold. Which Kev, I love it because love it. you said it before. I did the f- <laughs> the format. <laughs> The format of one verse two, is it? it, it it's just better. Yeah, who'd have I, thought? I, I mean, I don't know. Like, is that is there's probably some professional analysis where I should be like much more articulate about why it's better. It's it's just better. I'm sorry, one verse two instead of divisions is a better way to do it. It's it's how the Big Ten should be doing it. You know what I mean? Like, why why do you want to see a Ten and 0, 11 and O, Ohio State team play an eight and four Wisconsin team rather than a ten and one Penn State team. I'm with you. You know, like it just, just, just run it, just run it. Like the SEC, I guess it's worked out okay because a lot of times Georgia's pretty good and Florida's pretty good. But even at that, like just, just run it one verse two. If it's Alabama versus LSU again, then it's Alabama versus LSU again. I'll watch it again.
0: When they expanded the conference games, it helped that. Because that's what the Big 12 has going for it is they all play each other. So when they went from eight conference games to nine or ten with these, like that I think absolutely helps the, the move to let's just have our top two teams play.
1: Right. How about so, the fact that Pac-12 got mentioned like zero during that conversation? <laughs> It's like, like we're, uh, ta- we're cool
0: with north and south of the
1: oh. Pac-12. You we guys could, can do what you want.
0: Right. We could be talking about the couch ball playoff if we want to have conversations that don't include the Pac-12. Um, So if we want to look at um, bold predictions, you have Clemson playing North Carolina. I'm having Clemson play Virginia Tech in the ACC championship. So you Woo. saw a theme here as we went through it. So we're neither of us have Notre a- Dame. We're,
1: at, we're into the ACC championship. We're even beyond the bold predictions. Yeah.
0: So them. neither – and maybe is this us like, hey, Notre Dame, welcome to the ACC, but we're not even going to
1: – No, so does Virginia Tech play Clemson during the regular season?
0: Last game of the season is Virginia Tech-Clemson. Clemson has to go to Blacksburg. So that will be interesting. If you're Clemson, you're already in With the conference all championship.
1: 25% of the fans going nuts during Enter Sandman.
0: You know, like that's an interesting thing to think about, is if an empty state – I think they've said right now – if they do allow fans at Virginia Tech, it's gonna be a thousand fans and that is going or a thousand people. Are they which allowed includes allowed
1: to like pump the volume to the level that, that what, they get it to all
0: I'll do is go back and watch like a Virginia Tech Miami game from back in the big East days and watch them walk into the stadium. That's how I'll get pumped up and then when the game starts the game will start. But go back on YouTube and watch like Virginia Tech rolling in there. One of the one of like, the greatest intros there is. It, one of the greatest intros Maybe, there is. maybe the best. So they do have to play each other, but that's the last game of the season. But I am high on Virginia Tech this year. You're going to see them maybe play Clemson a couple weeks in a row. But I have Virginia Tech playing Clemson in that conference championship game. Justin Fuente does an outstanding job this year, and I would say he's my coach of the year to get you in there. He's your coach Um, of the year. He is going to lead this team to the conference championship game, but Clemson's winning the acc i think it i just we talked about with alabama so, it'd be crazy to not so take
1: I, yeah so i've got mac brown as my coach of the year okay for, you know i the same reason that yep. you've got fuentes i've got mac brown as my coach of the year of getting his team into that acc championship game i'm actually going back and giving scott satterfield the acc coach of the year retroactive to last year because i'm not sure how he didn't win like you don't just give it to a guy who has a stacked team. Right. How Scott Satterfield did not get ACC coach of the year last year is criminal to me. It it I just it, I can't even wrap my head around it. Like what sort of writers are getting to vote on this and why isn't it me? Because you're not <laughs> watching the games. Right. You're not paying attention to the teams. You're going, "Clemson made the national championship. I'm going to give the coach of the year to like He wasn't the coach of the year. Scott Settelfeld, yeah. I do not think he was the coach of the year. I think it was Dabo Sweeney.
0: I think it depends. I think the conference gave it to him. I maybe some AP voted differently, but I think he was. Uh, they, uh, may, okay. my notes have him as the conference. I, I, I hope he was. I hope he was. A COI. I
1: thought I remember being angry last year
0: for what many reasons. For. Um, <laughs> I think this. We just proved my point about the game of the year, though. Virginia Tech in North Carolina. So, once again, I'm proven so smart.
1: ACC championship. I've got like Mac Brown versus Dabo, Trevor Lawrence. Hope there's no onside kick. Trevor Lawrence versus Sammy Howell, the onside kick. Were you at the onside kick game?
0: No. No. We don't need to talk about that game. We don't need to talk about that game.
1: Next. Um, (laughs) Look, Mac Brown, Dabo. Trevor Lawrence versus Sam Howell. Sign me up. I don't think UNC has the D that Notre Dame has. I don't think they have the D that Clemson has. But this team is exciting, and I would sign up for this game right now. Plus, I hate reruns, so I don't want to see Notre Dame versus Clemson. I don't want to see Virginia Tech versus Clemson. I want to see UNC play Clemson. They don't play during the regular season. Are two of the most exciting teams in the ACC. Give me those guys. Love it. Give me those guys. That'd be a fun game. I'm in. I'd watch it.
0: I'd, I'd go to it.
1: I'd, I would love to go to it. I would love to go to it. Did you look up the ACC Coach of the Year last year?
0: Yeah. Who is it? Scott Satterfield. You son Louisville. of a gun. <laughs> I mean, if you're only going by who they voted for. I thought that they
1: voted for – I thought that Dabo Sweeney ended up getting
0: it. Like – a select panel of 46 media members in the league's 14 head coaches selected him. Um, second, Bronco Mendenhall. Third, Davo Sweeney. So,
1: oh, so they were pretty good. That's not. Right. bad. you owe some people an apology.
0: You owe 46 media members an apology. I do owe all of you, gen-
1: fine gentlemen, an Anyways. apology. All right. I a- think we're good.
0: The ACC is gonna.
1: Uh, the ACC is gonna be a lot. Clemson's better gonna than- have
0: to play some decent teams this year and. Wacky year. You don't 100%. know what's going to happen.
1: 100%. Wacky year. You don't know what's going to happen. Notre Dame's in the league. It's going to be a fantastic time. Scott Satterfield, coach of the year from 2019, is going to have Louisville on
0: <laughs> Circle October 10th. If you're an ACC fan... Just to throw this out there at the end, circle October 10th when you can dive all in. That's Clemson, Miami, Duke, Syracuse, Florida State, North Carolina, Virginia, uh, what do you say, Florida State, Notre Dame, sorry, and then Virginia Tech, North Carolina. Like that, October 10th, if we are sitting here watching college football at that point, the ACC slate Whoa, that day that's is a bond, amazing. That's a bonfire and a projection down is. the back, isn't it? So it gives yes. you a few weeks for teams to figure things
1: out yes. and then... October 10, 10, 20. Yes. ACC weekend. Bonfire and outdoor television viewing. Love it. 100%. That is all for tonight. As always, you can check us out and give us a follow on Twitter at Henny Patron. You can listen and subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Go on and rate and review us. Follow on Spotify, Anchor, Stitch, essentially anywhere podcasts are found check out our page on Facebook Henning Patron, the two drink minimum or friend me at Dan Patron. A special thanks to our breweries tonight. We brought back Lawson's finest sip of sunshine in honor of Trevor Lawrence as well as Sammy Howell, the Voodoo Ranger from New Belgium Brewery, Voodoo Ranger IPA. Thank you for the beers tonight. I am Dan Patron and he is Kevin Hennigan. and this is the two drank minimal. Cheers. Cheers.